Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Terror Radio Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, then welcome. This is a podcast dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller old time radio broadcasts as well as original stories <clears throat> excuse me I am your host Keith aka the radio show nerd and tonight's episode is entitled parenting ain't easy <laughs> and once you hear both radio plays you'll realize this is um shall we say a uh, play on words and dripping with blatant sarcasm mm. so without further ado this is Terror Radio the two radio series highlighted tonight are Weird Circle and Nightfall our first radio play is called The Strange Judgment and it was first broadcasted on the Weird Circle March 19th 1944 following that is the radio play baby Dow, and that was first broadcasted on nightfall december 18th 1981 now you all know the drill sit back turn down the lights and listen to the strange judgment followed by baby Dow. Speak again the immortal tale, The Strange Judgment. Someone is on the trail below. Now they are coming closer, pointing at my cave, here so high above the sea, at the pile of moss which is my bed. And the granite slab, my table, the stoneware pitcher, the loaf of dry bread. Soon they will turn. See now, just like the others, they are going back down the trail. Like the village folk who go to the marketplace by another trail so as to avoid me. They will tell others about me. About the fearful old man in the cave above the sea with his little wooden cross. Ascetic old man with bloodshot eyes. They do not know the real reason I am here. That once many years ago, before I took a vow to do penance in this prison in the open air, I lived down there on the little islet near the salt marshes at Girand, lived with my wife, Bruin, and fished. 
Now only my niece Perot comes to me every morning, bringing me bread and, and talks to me. But I, I cannot answer. I can talk to no one. Dare only to kiss her forehead. But then, so long ago, I had many friends. These shaggy hands do not show it, but I was strong then, and the muscles of my body were hard. I could fish with the best of them. Ah, the Pierre Compromet has the devil's own luck. He left no sardines for us others. Can I help it that I know where fishes play, huh? Ah, look at your name. So? Compromet! Meaning the sea bends to your will. It's in our family. We know our trade, huh? Oh, devil's luck, I call it. Maybe. Oh, there is my wife. Pierre, I'm so glad you're back. Hello, my wife. Pierre, I've got good news for you. And I have something to tell you. Come now, let us walk up the path to the house together, eh? You look so happy, darling. <laughs> I should be. We have made money, my sherry. We can afford a bigger vessel. Oh, please, no, Pierre. But the sardine fishery has brought us money. The boats we have are only small. With a bigger boat, I could go cod fishing. I don't know. You'd be away so long. I love you so much, Pierre. The days and nights are so long when you're at sea. Then I shall stop going for sardines. No, I don't want that. I know, I know. Cod fishing is too long to be away. I think so. Then I shall stick to the sardines and a little deep-sea trade for the dealers, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good haul, this trip. Let me see. Here, look at this account. With the house and the island, the boats, and now this new catch. Well... One more trip and we will be worth money. Much money? <laughs> 12,000 livres, I should say. Good. Of course it is good. What woman in the village... Oh, I mean no- because we'll need a little more now. Sherry, what, what, what do you mean? Remember how we talked about... about a little one? I remember. Oh, no. You mean... Mm-hmm. Oh, you sweet one. Maybe it will be a son, eh? Yes, the son. And we'll name him Jacques. Yes. And when he is old enough, we'll take him to the carnival. Yes, we'll take him to the carnival. That is enough candy for today, Jacques. No, no, Papa. I want that peppermint. No, no, Jacques. Let him have it, Papa. Bruin, you are spoiling your boy. Uh, here, please. Let me have half a dozen peppermint sticks. Eh? That ought to satisfy But you are too young, little Jean. Next year, the gun, maybe. Take the doll. No! I want the gun! I want the gun! You see, Bruin, he has a will of his own, that boy. Oh, I'll buy that gun there, please. I'm afraid, Pierre. There it is, Papa. In that window. What a beautiful bicycle. But, Mother, a boy of his age should have a bicycle. The others in the village have none. How now? Our Jacques is no ordinary boy. Here, this way. Step into the store with me. I will buy it for you now. Pierre, we're spoiling him. He's so young and he wants so much. We're spoiling him dreadfully. Oh, he will outgrow it. He is only six. Wait until he is ten. He will not be spoiled when he is ten. Where is Jacques? Upstairs. Oh, Jacques? I sent him upstairs. Why, Bruin? 
He's been fighting again. He all but killed Mortrea's son. Oh. oh. Why do you weep, Rouen? They're saying in the village he put out Pugot's little girl's eye. Nonsense. In the village they will talk about anything. Oh, but he will be one for the girls, that Jacques. That isn't all. Last week the foul, he twisted their necks just for fun. Such things make one bloodthirsty like a weasel. Oh, it is nothing, Rouen. Do not weep, please. He is young. He is only ten. Wait till he grows older. He will be the perfect gentleman when he is 15. Wait and see. Come on, sit down to supper, Pierre. Ah, the stew, it smells good. Pierre. Uh, where is Jacques, eh? I don't know. Garon, maybe, or Savnay. He's getting a little wild, Pierre. Oh, a boy of 15 needs to be active. It is natural. Pierre... Remember the time you walked 20 leagues to repay a prank the dealer had overpaid you? Yeah, that, that was a walk, eh? <laughs> Why isn't Jack like that? I don't... You mean... Has our Jacques taken money? A little. I had a few coins and a jug in the cellar. Well, a young fellow needs money to carry on, I suppose. But that is not right. No, no, that is not right. Oh, he's still young. Maybe in a year or two he will be settled. Maybe he will not be so wild. Who knows? Maybe he will calm down. Rouen! What is it, Cherie? This table, it is strange. What has happened to the oh, other? Oh, dear! This, this furniture. I know, I know. Oh, the furniture, it is not our stuff. What happened to it? Rowan, <laughs> what happened to our furniture? Look in the wardrobe, too, and in the closet. The linens, they are gone. The sheets, everything. Where has this chair come from? <laughs> Neighbors, they loaned it to me. You, you have traded our furniture? No, Pierre, no. Then, then what has become of it? I tried to stop him. He wouldn't listen to me. Jacques, eh? He sold it. Didn't he? Didn't he? Answer me, Yes, I tried to stop him, but I couldn't. Where did he go? Where did he go? To the cafe in town, I think. But it's late. He should be back soon. Oh, Pierre, what should we do with him? I do not know. Imagine a youth of 17 selling his family's own furniture so that he may carouse in a cafe. Maybe he isn't really bad. Maybe he just needs someone to talk to him. Jacques, is that you? Yes, it's me. Where have you been, Jacques? At the cafe. Is it your business to know? Your mother and I want to talk to you, Jacques. All right, all right. Make it quick. Jacques, listen to your father now. Son, you are old enough to make your own way. You mean work? And what is so wrong in earning your bread with your hands, eh? Ah, fishing. I cannot stand the smell. If one can handle the money that comes from fish, it is not too much to stand their smell, Jacques. And the maids have always been men of the sea. It is not too much to ask of my son. Oh, maybe it is better if I go away. Jacques! Now, son, that, that is not what we meant. It's just that times are getting a little harder... There's your uncle's family to think of. Joseph's oh. wife is sick. And the little girl, Perrot, needs a doctor's care. It all takes money. Well, let them pay their own way. Have a care, Jacques. It is true. He is my brother. One must be loyal to his kin, whatever. And I say I am closer than your brother. Charity begins at home. 
If you were giving any money, then why not give it to me? We're already half poor from all your carrying done. Oh, say nothing of that, Sherry. But all you are asking of him is to lend a hand with the fishing. To earn the bread he eats and the money he spends. Will you be quiet, woman? You have put my father up to this. Have a care, Jacques. You are talking to your mother. Well, if it had not been for her, nothing would have been said about the furniture. Meddling old woman. Silence! No! Pierre, don't you kill him! Get up, Jacques. His head is cut. Oh, you've killed him. Two a.m. So late, and I'm so tired. Rouen, is that you? Yes. Where are you? In bed. So dark. Have you been in Jacques' room? Huh? Yes. How is he now? A little better. It was a bad beating you gave him. He should not have spoken to you that way. Oh, I didn't mind, really. But it was unkind the way he spoke of Joseph and his family. Little Perrot. How's the mother, by the way? No better. I fear for her. It's bad. So tired. Come to bed, Brohan. Yes, I will. Good night. Good night. Ah, the bed feels good tonight. is it? There's someone in the room. A thief. Who is it? Who is it, I Take say? Take the candle, Pierre. Yes. Over that way. There. Jacques! Jacques! Jacques, what are you doing here? Why aren't you in bed, son? Answer me, Jacques. What are you doing in this room? Here. What's that in his hand? Stay where you are. Both of you. It looks like... Hold the light higher, Pierre. Yes. It's a knife. Jacques, what are you doing with that knife? Stand back. Don't come near me. Put down that knife. You would murder us in our beds. Stand back, I warn you. Give me the knife, Jacques. You wouldn't dare stab your own mother. I'll stab anybody. Anybody. Do you hear? Anybody. fish are running poorly. Where have you been? At your brother's. Oh, how is his wife today? Worse. And little Perrot? She still needs nursing. Oh, I saw Joseph at the fishery on the way home. They, they need more money. We're running low. But what we have, we share. You're a kind one, Broyer. Doctors and medicines for the sick, that always takes money. And Perrot... She's such a tiny thing and, and so helpless. I've fixed it so that later on she'll not be so bad off. What do you mean? In my mattress, I've sewed a Spanish doubloon wrapped in paper. I've written on the paper, for Perrot, so that there's no mistake as to whose it is. Where? Where is Jacques? On another spree. With what? I don't know. He asked me for money, but as you told me, I refused him another centime. He must learn to work for what he gets. 
I uh, would like to visit my brother's place before supper. Uh, uh, look up here. What is this, Rouen? Water for my flowers. This dry spell, you know. But must it stand in the doorway? <laughs> Go along to your brother's. Supper in an hour. Oh, wait. Who is that coming up the path? Look through the window. Oh, it's Father Gabot, the rector from Pirioc. I will let him in. I wonder why he comes now. Oh, good day, Father. Good day. I come with sad news, my friend. Sad news? Joseph's wife? The fever. It was too much for her. She passed away. Joseph will fish with me tomorrow. Sardines running any better? Not yet. A break in the weather would be good. Mm, for my garden, too. It will be harder taking Joseph on this way. We'll manage. If Jacques would only lend a hand. More hands are needed in hard times. Every little catch helps. Mm, as long as there are fish for you to catch, we'll eat. But a man needs meat now and again. Is that you, Broan? Yes. Came down to the shore because I couldn't wait. I had something to tell you. I have something to tell you. Here. Look. Look at this paper. I found it floating at the shore. My handwriting. For Perrot, it says. You know, then. The Spanish doubloon. Where, where is it? I don't know, Pierre. I looked for it this afternoon. I thought I'd take it to a safer place or give it to Perrot now when she needs it so much. But yes, it yes. It was not in the mattress. Jacques, he found your hiding place. Where are you going? I'm going to the cafe to find Jacques, to see if he took the coin. Go up to the house, Bruin. Go up and wait for me. Florent, uh, have you seen my son, Jacques? He is in there, in the billiard room. Has he paid his score yet? Yes. Let me see with what he has paid you. Certainly. Now, where is it? Oh, this coin, Pierre. Uh, my son paid you with that, eh? But naturally. No, I, I'll take it. Uh, here is silver for it. Uh, you, you see, there is a cross marked on the coin. I have sentimental reasons for keeping it. I understand. Uh, you uh, did not tell my son I was here. Oh, of course not. I thought uh, that is good. Thank you, Pierre. I thank you, Florent. Au revoir. Au revoir. Did you find him, Pierre? Yes. Where? At Florence Café. And the coin? Did you find the coin? Look, is this it? Yes, it has the cross on it. Right. Does he know? No. Florent brought it to me secretly after Jacques paid his bill. What are we going to do? Find your wedding gown, Rouen. You will have to wear it for what I plan. You looked beautiful, Bruan, the day of our wedding when you wore that gown. To think now I must wear it for this. Never mind. It is the custom. A mother and father in their wedding clothes shall judge an erring son. Oh, uh, fetch two candles from the kitchen, eh? And uh, the three-legged stool, too. There. We shall sit as judge and jury on this side of a fire. There. Now Jacques will sit here opposite us. Now the candles, eh? There now. That gives enough light. That gun in the chimney corner, Pierre. Careful, it is loaded. Here, I'm afraid. What are you going to do? What must be, must be. But I... Shh. He is coming. 
It is either very dark or he's very drunk. Let him in, eh? this? Is there going to be a wedding? Sit down, Jacques. Maybe this bucket of water will clear his head. No. <laughs> Sit down, Let me alone. Jacques. Sit down on the stool there. Well, Do I... as your father says. What is this? You have sinned against your mother and father. We are sitting in judgment over you. See here, you, you can't do this. The law will... If you make any noise, if you stir, if you don't sit up like a mast on your stool, I will shoot you like a dog. He means what he says, Jack. What do you want? Here is a bit of paper. Look at it. Have you ever seen it? No. Look closer at the handwriting. That is your mother's handwriting, is it not? Uh, I guess so. I guess so. You know it is. All right, yes, yes. See what it says? For Perrot. It says for little Perrot, who has no mother, whose father is suffering hard times, who needs every sound team anyone can offer. Well, your mother wrapped up a Spanish doubloon in that bit of paper, sewed the whole of it into her mattress. And now, Jacques, oh. the coin is no longer in the mattress. Oh. And I'm supposed to know where the coin is. Sit still. I found that bit of paper floating on the water when I came in. And then your mother told me of the missing coin. So I went to town. You were at Florence this afternoon, were you not, Jacques? Well, how did you... You did not think I knew, did you? But you don't deny it, eh? I, I was at Florence. And you paid your score with a Spanish doubloon. Uh, what if I did? There are other gold coins in the country besides what my mother hides in her mattresses. Nobody but we three knew it was there. Well, maybe you took it and hid it so as to blame me. Jacques, tell you I did not take the coin. How came you by the doubloon then? I, I, I got it north. How can you prove it? I tell you I got it there. You insist you did not take your mother's coin, eh? I did not take it. Can you swear it on your salvation? I can't. not swear if it's not true. You can repent and mend your ways. There's still time. Oh, be quiet, old woman. You have always tried to ruin me. That is another thing to add to your wrongs. Now come to the point. Will you swear? Yes. All right, now. Take a look at this coin which Florent gave me. The one with which you paid your bill this afternoon. See the cross on the coin where the sardine merchant nicked it before he paid me? Did the coin you picked up in Nantes have that cross marked on it? Well, well, I, I, I... Answer me! No, no! Enough talk. I say nothing of all the wrong you've done before. No Cumbrémé shall die in the marketplace at Prasic. Say your prayers, Jacques, and let us be quick. Father Gabo is coming to hear your confession. He is already coming up the path to the house. Open the door for him, Bruin. Will you come in now, Father? Thank you. Bonjour, Father. Bonjour. Jacques is waiting for you. I am ready, son. No. No. He is waiting for your confession, Jacques. Speak, Jacques. The crime is worse than concealed. Confess to it. That makes it easier. Your mother is right, young man. The crime will weigh heavier on your conscience if you do not speak up. No. No. If I confess, you'll kill me. You seem to fear death more than eternal damnation. I, I will not do it. I will not do it. It is no use, Father. I guess he has always been willful, this boy. That has been the curse of this household ever since he was born. Very well. If you will not be needing me any longer, 
I have other visits to make, you know. Of course, Father. Pardon us, sir, for bringing you so far. I... I meant to give my son a lesson. Good night, then. Good night, Father. I... Good night, Father. I... 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 Not another word. Get off to bed now. It's better this way. Maybe he'll repent. No, no, not him. Nevertheless, I'm glad you didn't hurt him. Never mind. This night is not over yet. I shall wait until he is asleep. What are you going to do? What must be, must be. What are you going to do? You shall see. You shall see. Who's there? Light, I, I, I can't see. Who is it? Father. Father. The roof. The, the strip of silk. What are you going to do to me? my poor wife's heart. She died within a week. And I... I was never the same. The thought of what I had done haunts me. I... I could not fish by day. I, I could not sleep by night. In the end, my conscience drove me to go to see a priest. He refused me absolution until I... I promised to tell my story to a justice, which I did. He sentenced me to this. And here I sit... A man under a vow, doomed to watch over the water, to talk with no one, sitting, watching, waiting. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have brought you The Strange Judgment. Bellkeeper, 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In the dream, you are falling, lost in the listening distance, as dark locks in. <gasps> Nightfall. The play, a first for this series by Prince Edward Islander Larry Leclerc, is called Baby Doll. Wait a minute. I should be carried. You, do you carry women over thresholds on their anniversary? Is that it? Shh, keep your voice down. Why is the burglar asleep? Come on. Oh, come on, Alice. Take off your shoes, will you? Sounds like I'm leading a horse. Oh, thanks a lot. Come on, Cat. Just play along, okay? Humor me. But I... Please. Oh, all right. That's... Shh. Okay, okay. I'll take off my shoes. The least you could do. Tell me what. Surprise. Damn right it is. Oh, wait a minute. I get it. New shoes, is that it? You got me new shoes for my anniversary, right? That's right of your feet. Why the whisper? Who whispers around new shoes? Unless, of course, they're hush puppies. <laughs> all right, all right. You ready? Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. Would it um, be too much to ask? Going. The guest room. Guest room? We don't have any guests, do we? You'll see. Stop that. I mean, what's so mysterious? So there's someone in the guest room. Who is it, Loomis? Loomis. What makes you think that? Oh, come on, Alex. Who else is always passed out in the guest room, eh? I don't know, Kath. You tell me. <gasps> Will you knock it off, Alex? I mean, it's hardly a big surprise. He fights with his students. He fights with the dean. He fights with a bottle of scotch. Then he goes home, fights with his wife, fights with his kids. And eventually ends up over here trying to pick a fight with you. I mean, it has to be Loomis, right? Right? There's only one way to find out. Well, Kathleen? What? Going there? You crazy? It's dark in there. So? There's a light by the bed. You'll be all right. Come on, Alex. Do I have yes, to? Yes, you have to. Now go on, Kathleen. Walk in, turn on the light, and have a look. Oh, all right. But I warn you, if this is some kind of a joke... It's no joke, Kath. Really, go on, you'll see. God, I hate this. Oh, how's the light switch? Finally. Okay, now what's it? <gasps> oh, God. For a second there, I thought it was real. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Kathleen. That's it? A doll? You, you put 
put me through all this. Hey, but... come on. It's not just a doll. I mean, look at it. Look at the stitching. That doll's handmade, Kathleen. Do you have any idea how much work must have gone into making a doll like that? All by oh, hand? Oh, come on, Alex. It's a doll, not the goddamn Suez Canal. No, thanks. Well, don't get mad. I looked all over town for that doll, Kathleen. You know where I found it? It was in a pile of junk at an auction down on the waterfront. Some auction. Bunch of old ladies scrounging through the estate of another old lady. Some estate. Junk. That's what it was. It was all junk, except for this. This doll's an heirloom, Kathleen. It's a collector's item. God only knows how old it is. Look, Alex, it's not that I don't appreciate the effort. It's sweet of you to go to all that trouble. Really, it is. It's just... Uh, I mean, what would I want with a doll? not like we have any kids or anything. Exactly. We both work. We don't have any kids. You come from a big family, Kathleen. I know how much it must bother you not having kids of your own. What are you saying? You, you brought this home so I could mother it? Well, the subject does come up. Remember the fight the other day? So? I mean, what are you going to do the next time we have a fight? Go out and buy me a kid? Will you calm down? All I'm trying to say is I'm aware of the fact that every woman has a maternal instinct. And if it's not fulfilled, well, it's like Loomis says. Loomis. I was right the first time. It was a joke. Look, it's not a joke, okay? Where are you going? I am going to bed. Happy anniversary. Great. Just great. something wrong. Maybe somebody broke in. Maybe you were having a nightmare or something. Really, Alex? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm talking about hearing a scream in the middle of the night. What are you doing? She's cold. This isn't funny, Kathleen. Do you have any idea what time it is? It's two o'clock in the goddamn morning. I have to go to work tomorrow. Are you listening to me? Shh, please. 
Keep your voice down, Alex. Very funny. Get me up in the middle of the night to play little games. This is a dumb stunt. You know that Kathleen's dumb. I mean, if you don't like the doll, I'll get rid of it. She's mine. You gave it to me. All right, Kath. Have it your way. Tuck your little doll into bed and cover her up. Make fun of my little speech about maternal instinct. See if I care. You go back to bed, Alex. I'll be in after a while. Sure. I'll go back to bed. You want to get even? Okay. You've had your little joke. We're even. something, Loomis? Mm. Having lunch with you is like going Dutch with a trash compact. <laughs> Look, Alex, don't blame me, okay? You want advice? I gave you advice. You didn't give me advice. You gave me a dumb speech about maternal instincts. Ah, oh, come on, Alex. Can't be that bad. I mean, so what? So she didn't like the doll. She hated the doll. Okay, so she hated the doll. I mean, why make a federal case of it? Why don't you just drop it? I can't. Why not? Something happened. I'm not sure what. Honest to God, Loomis, this is the first time I've ever known her to be vindictive. <laughs> what did she do? Buy you a doll? Will you knock it off? This is serious. Yeah. She hated the doll, Loomis. She hated it. Only instead of getting rid of it, she's taken to doting on it. Know what she did yesterday? What? She went out and bought this wallpaper. You know the kind. Elephants, teddy bears, that sort of thing. She's turning the guest room into a nursery. <laughs> Maybe she's pregnant. She's not pregnant. She's... Oh, hell, I don't know what she is. Does any of this make sense to you? Very little of anything makes sense to me, Alex. You think it's spite? Well, what else could it be? It's either that or she's having some kind of breakdown. I mean, those are the only two reasonable possibilities. What about the doll? What about it? Well, you said you got it at an auction, right? Yeah, that's right. Why? Well, how much do you know about it? Like, how old is it? Where did it come from? Wait a minute. What in the hell are you trying to say? Alex, it's like I tell my students. Sometimes, well, the reasonable possibilities just don't seem reasonable. So? Yeah? You're saying... I should think in terms of the unreasonable, is that it? Yeah. I mean, I thought I was going out on a limb suggesting Kathleen might be cracking up. But what the hell are you suggesting? Hey, just calm down, okay? I'm suggesting you should find out as much as you can about the situation. I don't have a situation, Lewis. I've got a wife with a petty sense of vengeance, and that's all I've got, okay? Hey, come on, come on, where are you going, man? I'm going to pick up my wife and go shopping. And after that, I'm going to have a little talk with her, see if I can't straighten out my situation. You got me into this mess, Loomis. Now I'll get me out of it. And as far as any more advice goes, thanks, but no thanks. Hey, okay? come on, Alex. You're overreacting. Well, let me make sake. one final suggestion, okay, Loomis? I suggest you lay off the sauce for a while. Otherwise, it won't be Kathleen who'll crack up. It'll be you. Alex? Hey, come on, man. Don't go away mad. Alex? Look at that. Isn't that sweet? Sweet is not exactly the first word that comes to mind, Kathleen. I mean, don't you think this has gone far enough? She always comes up with such wonderful surprises. Imagine waiting like that in the window. Will you knock it off? I mean, it's not funny anymore, Kathleen. What are you talking about, Alex? I'm talking about leaving a goddamn doll in the window on your way to work so that when you come home, it'll look like the doll's waiting for you. I mean, that's not sweet, Kathleen. That's sick. What? 
Wait a minute. Where are you going? Kathleen? All right. That does it. that. Fine thing when a man can't even get his wife to help him in with the goddamn groceries. Kathleen! Look, Kathleen, like I said in the car, this has gone far enough. I think it's damn near time you stopped acting like a schoolgirl and started acting like a wife. Do you hear me? Kathleen, I said, God, it's freezing in here. What, what's that smell? It's awful. It's nothing unusual, Alex. Nothing unusual. Will you listen to yourself? Look at this place. It's like a big playpen in here. It's freezing cold, and to top off everything else, it stinks. And you call that nothing unusual? I don't mind. You don't mind? You really don't mind, do you? This whole thing doesn't really strike you as the slightest bit unusual, does it? Why don't you go start dinner, honey? I'll be out in a little while. Why don't we go out for dinner? Okay, Kath? Somewhere quiet where we can talk? No. Come on, Kath. I said no. We already spend too much time away. I'm needed here, Alex. Can't you see that? There's something wrong, Kathleen. All along, I thought it was a joke. Maybe mean, maybe spiteful, but just a joke. Nothing serious. It never was a joke. You're not angry at me, are you? Angry? No, Alex. I'm not angry at anyone. Why should I be? I'm perfectly contented. Can't you see that, Alex? No. I can't see that. I know. It's your work. You've been working too hard. That's it, isn't Not it? Not anymore. What do you mean? I quit. You what? Yesterday. No, the day before yesterday. I've been so busy, I'm not sure. You quit? I mean, just like that? You quit without even mentioning it? Well, I didn't think you'd mind. I really can't spare the time anymore, Alex. What with baby doll and everything. You understand, don't you, darling? I'm beginning to. Kathleen, you're sick, honey. It's the doll. There's something wrong with the doll. We've got to get rid of it. Touch her and I'll kill you. Kathleen! You're... You're not well. I'll call Dr. Thompson. <laughs> Poor dumb Alex. Well, go ahead. Just call whoever you like. What are they going to think when they find a sweet young wife worried sick that her husband's having a nervous breakdown, eh? <laughs> Imagine thinking your wife's become possessed by a doll. You expect anybody to seriously believe that? <laughs> I didn't say possessed. You said possessed. Mine. Mine. She's mine. None of your affair, do you hear me? You touch baby doll and you'll burn. You hear me? Burn. Alex, Barney, where are you going? Out. Loomis was right, Kathleen. Who? Loomis? We don't know anybody by that name, do we? Uh, Alex, how long will you be gone? I don't know, Kathleen. How long does it take to find the unreasonable? <laughs> Go 
Can't you read? The sign says close. Uh, next auction's not till next Thursday. That's okay. I'm not here for the auction. I'd like to talk to you. What about? Well, I was at an auction here a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember me, but I bought a oh, doll. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, you are the one, aren't you? Oh, you, you better come in. You do remember me then. Good. I was wondering if you could tell you me anything... You weren't supposed to have it. Huh? I mean, how was I to know she'd put it in the will? It? You mean the doll? They didn't find the will till afterwards. And, well, by that time, you were gone. Nobody knew where. It was a mistake. Don't blame me. I, I never knew the difference. Self, be God, I didn't. Please, could we start at the beginning? Who owned the doll? Bessie McAllister. She was a dear old thing, really. Had a little room down by the waterfront. Lived alone. No close relatives. None that come to the funeral, anyway. Uh, and the doll? Look, the, the, the fuss she made over that doll, you'd have swear to God the thing was human. Of course, she, she wasn't that sound in the head, you know, coming on to the end. Took to talking to it. Even bought it little dresses. Imagine her scraping by on the pension, saving her pennies to buy little doll dresses. But that's the way she felt about it. Nothing was too good for baby dolls. Baby doll? Yeah, that's right. That's what she called it. Did she say anything else? I mean, did she ever tell you where it came from or how old it was? Anything like that? Well, she did, but look. Uh, truth be told, most people thought Bessie was crazy as the crows coming on the end. Uh. She might have rambled on to me about it, but just how much story you can place in that. Well, I... uh, no, no, please go on. Tell me the rest. Well, there's not really that much to tell. One night, not that long before she died, I happened to mention it to her, you know, just, just for something to talk about. Well, she up and told me all about it right out of the blue. It was like she knew her time was coming and she was worried about what was going to happen to it after she was gone. I didn't really pay that much attention. Of course, if I'd known she was going to put it in the will. Well, what did she say about it? Well, apparently it's been in her family for years and years. Bessie herself didn't know how long. It was originally a child's doll. It, it seems... There was a fire, and the poor little child was lost, burned to death. But the doll survived. A fire? But the doll didn't burn? Well, now, according to Bessie, it didn't. She claimed that ever after that, the doll's been passed down from one generation to the next. Uh -huh. Always from mother to daughter, and always to whatever daughter that remained unmarried. Bessie claimed that that was the reason she never married, but I imagine there was a lot more to it than that. It's jealous. That's what it is. A woman with no husband and no children could spend all her time with Jealous? God, you're as bad as Bessie. It couldn't be jealous, dear. I, I mean, it's just a doll. It's not a baby or anything. Well, what about the will? What did she want done with it? All right, just a second. I got it right here. And if you still don't believe what I say about Bessie, I should imagine this is all the convincing you'll need. 
Here we are. Now, listen to this. I hereby decree that upon my death, my dearest earthly possession, known to you all as Baby Doll, should under no circumstances be sold, bartered, or otherwise exchanged. It is my most fervent wish that she be taken immediately to the nearest Christian cemetery and that she be buried there with all appropriate rites and ceremony thereto attending. Buried? And in a Christian cemetery, no less. You see now, dear, what I mean. Whether it was living all alone with that doll, or whether it was just old age, whatever it was, Poor Bessie was right off her head of the last of it. Right clean out of this world. not going to harm you. He can't, even if he wanted to. Oh, God, Kath. Don't you realize what you're doing? Doing? I'm not doing anything, Alex. Kath, you can't feed it, honey. You don't have any milk. Kathleen, do you understand what I'm saying? You can't breast... Away! Oh, God. This can't be happening. Why? You bought her. You bought and paid for her as if she were a lump, a mass, an object. You bought and paid and gave her to me. Oh, darling. How can I ever thank you? It was so wonderful of you to bring her to me. Something I'll love and cherish always. No! <laughs> poor, poor, stupid Alex. I detest you. <laughs> Did you know that, darling? I loathe the sight of you, so why don't you just run along, you stupid, sickening little man? <laughs> this is my house. Do you understand me? I will not be driven out. Leave here. Leave or you'll burn. Who are you? You're not my wife. You're just using her body, aren't you? Well... Answer me. Who am I talking to? All right. If that's the way you want it, I'll tell you who you are. You hear me? I know who you are. You died in a fire, didn't you? Yes, I thought so. Why are you here? Why didn't you die? What happened? Where was your own mother? Oh. You made me go away, you. Now look. You see what we've done? We left her alone, poor wee bear, no be yourself. Dear God in heaven, my you, what we done? There's no in the body. No in the body to be buried. No. Your mother was wrong. Do you hear me? There is a body. You're clinging to the body. Go back to baby doll. I can bury her. Touch her and I'll kill you. She's mine. She's all mine and you can't have her. Of course. 
You're a child, that's it. You don't know what you want, do you? It's the emotions you want, isn't it? It's the mothering. You feed on the warmth of it, don't you? It's no use, you know. You can't frighten me away. Not now, not ever. You'll never have her. Not entirely. There'll always be me around, upsetting things, trying to take her from you. What if I got her back? Then what'll you do? I will burn you. You have to go. Your mother's dead. All your mothers for all these years are dead. It's time to go. No! No. Afraid. Afraid of the dark. Shh, shh. It's, it's cold. okay. It, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. You'll see. It'll only last a little while, and then you'll have your mother back. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Mother? Mother's gone. No, 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 she's not. She's not. You'll see. She's waiting for you. Even now, after all this time. Don't worry. You go back to Baby Doll. I know what to do. I'll take Baby Doll to a nice place. A real cemetery, just like I'm supposed to. I'll make sure it's a real service. A Christian service. Afraid. So afraid. Oh, trust me. It's the only way. You go back to Baby Doll. And after I do what I'm supposed to do, there'll be light and warm. Your real mother, just like always, waiting for you. You'll be so happy. Kathleen? Alex? What? Shh, shh. Don't say anything, Kathleen. Just stand up slowly and pass me the doll. What? Please, Kathleen, there's something I have to do. Just stand up slowly and pass me the doll. Okay. Okay, I've got it. Let it go, Kathleen. Okay, good. Now, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. It's getting hot. No. Alex. No. Don't change your mind. No. I've never seen nothing like it. I mean, it must have been propane or something. Yeah. Are they? I, I mean, was it? Was, was, did you find any? Was anybody in there? You I, knew these people, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, I can tell you they didn't suffer. Matter of fact, I, I doubt if they they knew what hit them. Hey, um, how many kids did they have? Kids? They didn't have any kids. Why? Oh, uh, just a second. You wait here, okay? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> hey, hey, look at this. Here's these two poor people burned to cinder and this thing. Lying on the floor between them, I, I mean, it was in the same room during the same fire. Look at it. Hasn't got a mark on it. I mean, can you believe that? Oh, my God. You recognized it? Seen it before, huh? No, no, no. I've heard about it, though. Ah, yeah, well, not much wonder. Beautiful piece of work. Bet somebody will be glad to have it. Bet somebody will get this doll in just... Love it to death? You have just heard Baby Doll by Larry LeClaire, 
Featured in tonight's cast were Elva May Hoover as Kathleen and Jay Bowen as Alex, with Jimmy Morris as Loomis. You also heard Ruth Springford as the old woman and Claude Ray as the fireman. The recording engineer was Brian Pape with sound effects by Matt Wilcott, and the production assistant was Peggy Este. Tonight's program was produced and directed for this series by Fred D.L. The executive producer of Nightfall is Bill Howell. Well, that's our show for tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970. Or you can find me on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd. I did have an email address, but for some reason, Google is acting insane. So once I get that straightened out, I'll make sure to um, post it again, if you will. I also have a YouTube channel, Terror Radio. Check it out. Subscribe. Like and share the videos. Will be highly appreciated. Again, this is your host, Keith, better known as the Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>